in full disclosure, I contemplated doing that with this uh, this Madden that I just got. Buying some weed from TC? No, no, that's not what I contemplated. <laughs> oh, you contemplated what? Good, where Matt George says uh, you you reset your Oh, you start the franchise over. I was getting my ass whooped. I said, well, I'm not ready, man. I'm not ready. I need to go back to training camp. But much like on the airplane watching you people, I didn't let it happen. I stayed in the franchise. Okay. Didn't happen. All right. Well, get to work. Hey, I got a question, too, about yeah. the Kings and when they make the playoffs. I'm not being con- conceited. I'm just being confident and optimistic in what these guys can do. Okay. Say, oh, where is it at? Where is it at? You know, let me – I want to be I want to be thorough here with what I'm saying. And let's <laughs> just – let's just say the Sacramento Kings, you know, game – Let's just say game 77, all right? Okay. And, and things are, are moving a certain way, and it's like, oh, snap. Like, game 77, the Kings can clinch a playoff spot tonight, game mm. 77, at New Orleans, mm. a Tuesday, at mm-hmm. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Does my man Uncle V open the Golden 1 Center? <clears throat> so that's April? Is that A- April or March? April 4th, Tuesday, yeah. April 4th. You just throw that joint on the big screen outside. He could do that too. That's going to be, there might be too many people. I don't think 17,000 people. Well, I don't think 17,000 people no, are going to. This is when he should do it. Like say, okay, March 31st. It's a okay. Friday. Kings at Portland, they could get into the playoffs. You open up the go to one center, and you open up Doko because Friday. Yeah. I think the I think woo. the I think the bigger I think the bigger vibe is Doko, but if you really think that many people will come out, yeah, sure, open up the Golden One Center. But I I I, I get your point. Yeah, do I believe that happens? Yes, I believe it does. You think he opens the Golden I, absolutely? One center? You, you, you do something. I mean, uh, Uncle Vivek knows what this means to this city and, and, and more importantly, what this means to this fan base, mm. what getting to the playoffs and just getting getting that awfulness behind you permanently. He knows mm. it's going to it's it's going to mean a lot to Vivek. Like, let's let's not forget. It's been it's been 16 years, 17 years for us. It's mm. been nine years for Vivek, eight years for Vivek. Yeah. Like he, he wants the opportunity to get rid of that too. He is, I think far more tuned in with this fan base than a lot of this fan base wants to give him credit for. Mm. And so whenever that time comes, I do believe there will be something, whether it's Doko or the golden one center, maybe they'll get a, you know, kind of a, a measurement from their season ticket holders about what do you think about this? Mm. And depending on the response would be, you do it for the draft. You know, you you, you, you let everyone in free. Mm. You open up the concessions and make a bank there. Yeah. And then now everybody I, I, parties. As I think about this, I mean, Doko would be awesome. I think you just open up the Golden One Center. I think you do that because, number one, they got the little screen that they put up there. For the for the draft, that wasn't good enough. I need I need something bigger. And because of the 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 hanger windows, 
can't do it. Well, now, I've always thought. Now I don't. I'm I've, sorry. Go ahead. They've done the draft inside. No, they have. They have. But I'm saying this last one they did outside, and they oh, okay. had a and. It, the screen wouldn't, it wouldn't. I wouldn't know anything about that. It was like 107 <laughs> degrees outside. We, we we did the show comfortably from our studio that comfortably. day. Yeah. So that that little portable screen that's not that's not good enough. Now I've always thought, and I don't know if this is ever in the plans or in the works or anything. I always thought those video boards that are on the parking garage on L Street. I always thought you could shut down L Street from where the Hyatt Centric is. Shout out to our people over there. So where oh, yeah. the highest centric is, all the way to the start of the Golden One Center, and you can put the game on those big boards on that parking garage. I don't know if you can. I don't know if that's ever been in the in the in the game plan, but you could do that if you wanted to do outside. But I don't know. Here's a follow up question. So you you said was it March thirtieth? March thirtieth, Friday night. Friday night. Okay. Well, what if they lose? Do you just do it again the next game? <laughs> well, the next game is at home against the Spurs. Okay, on a okay. Sunday. Okay, okay. Hypothetically, then if, if it was if so, look, look. If they look, have to, if they have back to back. To your road point. Games. To your point. The Tuesday, April fourth, is a road game against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The next, they have a back to back on the road against okay. the Dallas Mavericks. After that, and yes, you just do it all. Over. You just keep doing it. <laughs> yes. After the second one, do you go, you know. Are you nervous? Are you nervous? You know what? We're shutting the Golden One Center down. We're shutting downtown Sacramento down. We're shutting everything down uh, until the game now, is final. Now, check this out. After that, this is the second to last game. At home. Friday night, April 7th. Against yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. You clinch it that night. Oh, Baby, see that that's the that's the only thing though. I don't want it to take that long. I don't either. That's the second to <laughs> last game either. of the season. If I we haven't clinched the playoffs spot by then, I won't. I'm, I'm gonna be. You can't talk to me. You just can't. I'll we're be all, all over the place. We're all gonna be like 13 pounds lighter. <laughs> we're not gonna be eating. We're gonna be sweating. We're not gonna be getting any sleep. We're gonna be <laughs> nauseous. Yeah, I, I do not. I do not want it to take to to the second to last game no, of the season. No. Though I did buy tickets to see boys to men at at, at, at Thunder Valley. Wanye gonna have to that. come to the he gonna have to come to the Golden One Center because ain't nobody going. <laughs> we ain't going to Thunder Valley that night. Come on, Wanye, come on to the Golden One Center. Perform it at halftime or afterwards, just like Uncle V. You got a relationship with Uncle V. Come on, do that. Thunder Valley, you understand? Mm, I got a good commercial question for you. Okay. On the commercial. Oh, on the commercial. I thought you <laughs> I thought it was a question about a commercial. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't take till the second to last game of the season. Maybe you but can leave that's... voice to minute halftime. <laughs> huh? Maybe you can leave voice to minute halftime. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it just well. come on down to Doco. Yeah, might be I'll have to leave before end of the road. Um, I asked that because it, it's it's pretty typical. But I went to, I went to um, the Warriors um, when they broke their playoff streak in I don't know what that was oh seven probably I guess when I was living in the Bay Area. I went to they opened up the Coliseum. Not much different. They didn't have a doco to have people gather around at the Coliseum. 
But they opened the Coliseum for them. They had a road game against the Blazers that they had to win to get into the playoffs. And that was dope. That was really dope. So um, yeah. it was the last game of the season. So there was no, hey, if you don't get it mm-hmm. tonight, like we'll do it again next week. That was the last attempt to get in and break the streak. But that was a really cool moment. And it would be tenfold here in downtown Sacramento. Our oh, man, Weezy80 says, uh, I'll be at Thunder Valley on Saturday for Bruno Mars. Weezy80, we- you're rich. Weezy just told us how much money he has. <laughs> you're rich. Weezy, can I take out a loan? Can I borrow a dollar? I looked at I looked at them tickets the other day. I was like, man, it's a shame I'm not going to see Bruno Mars again. That's just too bad. That actually ties into the question I was going to ask you, but we'll, we'll get into yeah, they, that. They all aftermarket tickets. Like, that thing sold out with a quickness, quickness. quickness. Uh, uh, Rob, Rob Brown had made me laugh. He said, yeah, it'll be 30000 down there easily. 30,000. What? Downtown? Oh, <laughs> stop it. 30,000. Stop it. There'll be a lot of people, though. There'll be a lot of people, though. There'll be a lot of people. Uh, did you see that quote? And I, and I think you did from Joe, Joel. He, um, he, 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 he's, he's, he may just sit out the All Star game. He says, mm. I haven't been healthy in, he said, three weeks to a month. Mm hmm. Yeah, I saw that. I wonder, it made me think about the prospects of him, like how long he's he's going to be able to hold up, not this year, but just Period. in the coming years. He's he's There's a, a lot on his back with that Philadelphia team. There's so many nights where he carries and he does everything. And he's had a history of injuries in the past, and it just feels like the workload – is too heavy. Like he, he's one guy where if if Philadelphia, the Sixers organization, you know, put him on a on a game restriction, I feel like I would understand it. Mm. Like if it feels yeah. like you can't have you can't have Joel playing eighty two games a season. <clears throat> you got to monitor what he's got going on. You know, speaking of injuries. Th- Carl Anthony Towns. I saw this report that Carl Anthony Towns um, might not return till the, the the plan is 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 likely return is ten to fifteen games left in the season. Mm. That's still ten to fifteen games away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing it out, and it's a calf injury. Yeah. So one, I know how you feel about those, Ugh. but two, it's just something to keep an eye on. I mean, that's a that's a team that obviously the the, the Kings are watching and. and we're, we're talking about whether they can get it together or not, but it's it looks like it's still a ways away before Carl Anthony Towns returns. Um, I know there's a lot more we want to talk about as it pertains to the Kings. We've got to get into the best moments. We haven't done that uh, yet. Uh, we still got Chris Biederman uh, on the way. We still got sort of Matt George is going to join us, like maybe from the TSA line at the airport. <laughs> um, I wonder if he has clear. I'd like to have an MVP discussion as well, if you don't Ooh. mind. I'm always down for an MVP discussion. And I'd like to talk to Olivia Christian at the game last night. She joins us next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. No, no, no. Back to D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. It just resonated what, what Olivia just said. Maybach O in the building here. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, posting on social media, that's a relationship killer. That's like when you get a tattoo of your partner. What? 
<laughs> How many names do you have crossed out what? on your arm? Settle. Settle. I don't have any tattoos. I don't post like pictures. Oh, here's what he got me for my birthday. Because. Because he doesn't exist. <laughs> eight years. Eight years. It's been you, magical. I don't want to rock the He boat. left before Valentine's Day, dude. Well, yeah, Who do does do. that? There's no, he may have to work on uh, Tuesday. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You handle. You go handle business before Valentine's Day. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I love like that you put it that way. Handle business before Valentine's Day. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what did y'all do? I appreciate that. What did y'all do? We Handle business. Get the Robitus in. That's what Brown would say. I won't be sending a link to this episode to my family. Um, They're watching yeah, live. What you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I will say this though. Also, you, I, I, I kind of uh, look crazy at the tattoo coming. Get a tattoo. It's not. It's not like what we thought about growing up. Like if you get a tattoo of somebody on on your body, cover that up. It's easy. It's no big deal. This is a, this is a good for the culture reference. Gwitty Cube says Olivia's boyfriend is like Tommy's job. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, and I ignored it. Um. <laughs> For those that get it, you get it. Like, that's funny. The only one that's kind of uh, hard to cover up is, like, when Kenya Martin got uh, Trina's lips tattooed on his Ooh. neck. That was kind of tough. He covered it up, though. He found a way to do it. Well, See? He had to cover it up. If it's never there, the relationship would still be going strong. It's the tattoo, I'm telling you. Hmm. Tattoos and social media pics. As Kenny posted like forty pics of him and Jazz yesterday on the story, and <laughs> guess me, look, me and Jazz, all we, over. we got we got matching tattoos too. No names, but we got matching Ooh. tattoos. Yeah, Somewhere on body. Good luck to the Caraway family. I'm wishing you the best. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there's a bunch of stories that Olivia's wanted to talk about that she hasn't forgotten about that we're going to dive into. And there's one that I'm going to tiptoe around very, very carefully, but I'm very, very curious on your guys' opinion on it. Because, mm. oh, I see you wrote something in about DeMar Hamlin. Mm. And I'm, I want you to say everything you want to say about DeMar Hamlin. I just want to ask you both, did you see the DeMar Hamlin controversy mm -hmm. from the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Would anyone like to share their thoughts on that? I'm, I'm happy to share. Yeah, okay, you can go first. I'm happy to over talk. So <laughs> I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Um, and my faith is pretty grounded. It's pretty rooted. I take it with me. I wake up with it. I go to bed with it. There's literally nothing really that anyone could do or say. So hit the pause button right there because that's a bad job by me, assuming everybody else had seen it. Mm. Let, would, me, just, would, let yeah. me just lay the, 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 the groundwork for everybody. Damar Hamlin wore a jacket that had like a, I don't, a, a distorted, uh, yeah. uh, it, it, it had the, the, the cross on the back and, but the, the image of Jesus was not what many Christians preferred. And I believe it hit the news wires, so to speak, because Adrian Peterson decided he uh, wanted to play the morality clause. A who did? Yes. That, that guy. Adrian, that Adrian Peterson. Peterson. 
Now, if Adrian Peterson wants to talk about recovering from an ACL injury, if he want to talk about, you know, breaking off for 25 yards, 30 yards, if Adrian wants to talk about how to eat right and to train, brother, I'm listening. When it comes to morality issues, bro, please keep your mouth shut. You've lost that privilege. Now, I saw a lot of other tweets that weren't from Adrian Peterson. They were from a number of other people. I have my feelings on it. I'm going to reserve those thoughts. Okay, now that everybody knows the full context of the story, please go ahead. I'm sorry. I I appreciate you breaking that down. Um, But as I was saying. Oh, no. (laughs) Literally the worst possible time. (laughs) Just very literally the worst possible time to freeze. (laughs) Right. As I was saying, long, dramatic pause. And now she's back. As you were saying. Oh, man. Um, My faith is not shaken by anyone's depiction of the crucifixion of Christ, of our values and beliefs. If your faith is that weak, I encourage people to do a deep dive, some internal investigation about whether or not they're now. When you say a lot of Christians were offended by it, they were Twitter Christians. I imagine we're looking for an opportunity to to jump on something and those are the kind of people that you should be afraid of because again one i don't know where their faith is rooted in if it's that fragile Mm -hmm. but also you know thinking about adrian peterson he's you know he's been through some drama some scary allegations things that he was punished for rightfully so Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean he can't evolve as a person i would have encouraged him to dm damar Mm. This is your opportunity to send a private message saying, hey, I found that offensive. Mm. Let's talk about it. What were you trying to convey as opposed to putting it out there publicly? But um, I think Damar handled it well. He handled it, I didn't mean it that way. That was These were just symbols to me. But, you know, all of us own our own faith or lack thereof. That's Be right. responsible for how you move in the world and stop trying to call other people out on it. Mm. No one knows your heart. We know your actions. And that's what we judge people by. The, uh, the other stuff, the man above, if he exists for you or for somebody, then fine. Um, but I just it's another just way for, again, Twitter Christians to try to create controversy, especially with folks in the NFL, young black men that have been doing their best to be good human beings, to being good um athletes to being professionals to doing things giving back to their community damar hamlin is an incredible individual we learned so much more about him because of that incredible injury he suffered and is recovering from Mm. but those people who are looking for an opportunity to kind of divide this was their opportunity with that jacket that was i mean it wasn't even super cute or anything it's clearly just something he kind of threw on jesus looked whipped and rusty but yeah, life is bigger than that. Well, Jesus might be exhausted, so give him a break. <laughs> like, he, he's got he's got a lot to worry about. Leave the man alone. He roams. He's good. He's yeah, up there now. He's good. And as delivery good, Joe wrote earlier, I'm pretty sure Jesus doesn't care what's on your jacket. <laughs> he doesn't. I'm quite sure about it. Just like I don't think he cares who wins a football game. Oh, God, yeah, God was looking out for us here and got it. No, he, we didn't learn our lesson from Charles Barkley when he said <laughs> God wanted us to win a world championship, and they lost the next two games. <laughs> what do you yeah. think, Kenny? I um much just like you, I'm a Christian. I, I have my faith as well. It didn't it didn't bother me. I will say one thing. I know a lot of people um were critical of it and, and you guys said it was like Twitter Christians. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't simplify it to just that. I think there are like real questions like our parents, our grandparents, who would not like that jacket. Like they would they would not like it. Um, but they, they come from a different time. They come from a different time in the church. They come from a a different time in life. But, um, 
yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they they would have had a problem with it. And they're not on Twitter, but but not liking it, not liking it is different well, than tweeting about blasphemy. They would look. They and would call it blasphemous, though. They absolutely would. I, I got aunts. I got aunts that probably they're not on Twitter, and if they saw it, they would not like it. They would call it blasphemous. I'm pretty sure about that. That's just the way some people are brought up in the church and their interpretation of, of some of the scriptures. Me personally, like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't think twice about the jacket. It didn't, it didn't resonate with me. It didn't make me feel any type of way. I'm much like you, Olivia, uh, the, the relationship that I have and, and, and my belief isn't shaken by a jacket and I'm not um, arrogant enough to see him in a jacket and, and think that he doesn't have a, a solid um, relationship and, and faith and things of that nature. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I'm much more offended by folks who are um, upset about the black national anthem or no. um, you know, those kind of, th- those kind of Christians who are like, I want a real America and Jesus would like this. We all should have a gun. And yes, I'm using a Southern accent because that's what we hear a lot from, especially from elected representatives. Those are the things that I found more, I find more offensive than a jacket. But yeah, like you said, Casey, it's, it's an individual thing. Right. So if some people take it a certain way, they can take it that way. Right. And, that, uh, and that's if your faith is shaken by that, I, again, I think you might need to do some, some research, a deep dive into your own heart. And, and, and I will say this, for, for those even outside of Twitter, like I said, just you know, people that I know that are in the church, who who find that blasphemous and, and you know found that offensive to to Christ? I'm not here to talk bad about you, like because I that's that's how you feel about that. You know what I mean? And that's I I I understand it. While I may not feel the same way as you, I do understand that, and I understand where they're coming from, and and I respect that opinion. So I I don't I get it. I I, I grew. I went to a, um, a, a private Lutheran school for eight years of my life, and and religion was a class there, right? Like we had to study the Bible um, for the first eight years I was in in school. So I'm familiar with you know the scriptures and and the things that are said, and 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 people who are offended by that going to the scriptures, like this is why that's offensive. This is why this is blasphemous, and I understand it. Like I get it. I. I I don't feel the same way as those who are offended by it, but I, I've seen the scriptures and I, I understand where people are coming from if they do feel that way. We'll add that to the list of reasons why Kenny is a better person than I am. I'm not a better person. Because I, <laughs> I'm mad at those folks. I'm like, please. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I get it intellectually, but um, there's a lot more we could be worried about than a jacket. Agreed. Uh, it's from the St. Michael brand. The designer, uh, Takashi Murakami, uh, collaborated with Travis Scott for that jacket. And when mm. I first saw it, I kept looking at it like it looks like a Basquiat painting. And if you ever look at the old Basquiat artwork, it's distorted figures to create shapes and people. And like that's exactly what the depiction look like uh you can own the same jacket that demar hamlin had uh over the weekend for three thousand one hundred and twenty five dollars do you do you boo um i actually like the jacket but i think it looks dope i will also say this though i 
I wouldn't have made that jacket. I will say that. I wouldn't have made yeah, that Yeah, I got jacket. you. Like I, I, I wouldn't have made that jacket. But I look at it. I look at the, the fashion of it all. I think mm-hmm. the jacket is dope. Like, it looks mm-hmm. dope. But, the color, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and everything about I just I wouldn't have made the jacket. Yeah, and uh, I probably wouldn't have worn it. That's yeah, that's I wouldn't yeah. have worn it. Yeah, that's yeah, I'm 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 with you. Oh, it's it's not me. It wouldn't have worked for me. Uh but I like the idea behind it. Um I do have like I do kind of I was thinking about DeMar over the weekend and I, I it like it, it's cool, like he was posing pictures with you know LeBron and all of those different things. And I and part of me was like excited for him, but part of me is also like, God, this kid just wanted to be a football player and now all of a sudden he's the face of i'm not exactly sure what he's the face of but he's the face of something like he's the face of like conspiracies he's the face of 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 you know safety in the nfl and two months ago brother just wanted to play football uh and now or more than two months ago at this point he just wanted to play football but now he's got all of this other stuff thrust inside of him and now like the the mere sight of him like almost causes people to weep just like seeing him because we all watched that uh, unfold on that Monday night. I'm nervous about when all of the conversations, when all of the, the back padding and all of the, the hype dies down and he still has to heal. He still has to wrap his mind around whether or not he wants to put his mind and his body at risk and continue to play this game. Game when nothing in terms of what the NFL has done has changed the fact that a lot of players suffer long term illnesses, cognitive disabilities when they leave the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's, I mean, we, are, we all have this wonderful story of him surviving, but when all that praise dies down and we move forward, what has really changed to better position these athletes? And how is DeMar going to handle all that emotionally? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking about too, because I'm always so optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. It's uh, everything to me um, about the situation is unfortunate, except for the fact that, you know, he's he's here today. But everything that comes with it, him having to go through that and the aftermath of it. uh, I I agree with you. It's it's a lot on his plate, guys, that he's he he didn't ask for, you know, and I I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but I feel like, you know, he'd rather just get better and see if he can play like in his own world without every time he steps out or steps in front of a camera or some, it's got to be um, this, this, this big controversy. Like it is a controversy. Like I see the, the crazy things that are said every time he steps out or does an interview or answers a question or what it means. And it's just a lot of craziness. And, and I know he didn't ask for any of this, man. He's just trying to play football, provide for his family and, you know, live out his dream. Sucks. Oh, we've we've been talking about the Kings so much uh, the last few months, and, and and rightfully so. Are there other stories that we've had to put on the back burner that you want to make sure we touch on while we got some time? You know, we talked about this months ago, if not a year ago, about NCAA athletes, these student athletes not getting compensated for mm-hmm. playing and making millions and billions of dollars for their teams, for their schools, for these networks and ad agencies. And I feel like the NIL conversation just kind of made it die down. We started celebrating the fact that they could just take on another job on top of being a student, on top of being an athlete and all the workouts, all the 
the practices you have to go to, all the things you have to study, film study, work, you have to do all that, go to school, and you can also shoot a commercial for your local car wash. Yay, we solved the problem. Hmm. No. The NCAA is still making all of this money, keeping all of it, and distracting us by the fact that we haven't stood up for them and continue that conversation to make sure they hmm. get compensated for what they do. Yeah, you've probably created a bigger problem in the sense that I'm all for NILs um, because right now, as Olivia just laid out, it's the only way for these athletes to get compensated. And many of them are getting compensated very, very, very well. And we're about to enter. And Casey, I think you can you, you, you could probably speak to this better than I can. I think we're about to enter a different like a new era of college sports. Similar to what happened in college basketball, you know, a decade and some change ago where the one and done thing became that's that's where we're at. Like you're going if you're an elite basketball player, you're going to college for a year because at the time David Stern made you do that. So you're going to school for a year uh, and then you're coming out. And that took that that it, it, it took time for guys like Coach K to adjust. It took time for programs to adjust, and we saw a shift in college basketball that way. Uh, it's not as prevalent on the women's side because the, the 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 parameters within the league are a little bit different. Now recruiting's changing. You're either a school that offers NIL deals or you're a school that doesn't offer NIL deals. Now you're a school that offers millions of dollars worth as, uh, of NIL deals or you're a program that offers hundreds of thousands of dollars of NIA deals. And it's shifting. I think it's going to change the way college sports work along with the transfer portal for the foreseeable future. Mm. And some would say that that's a problem. Some would say it's not. But you know, the, crew, the crew at 1320 has this conversation all the time about expectations. Yeah. If, we're, if, if, if we're not going against a level playing field, don't judge us as if we're on a level playing right. field. These are conversation coaches have to have. Right. If I can't offer NIL deals, don't expect me to get a player who just got $2 million mm -hmm. from the school that she went to disguised as an NIL deal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a huge problem uh, potentially with the NCAA. And, and all, what I always thought was the NCAA allowed this because they're really trying to hang on by the, the skin of their teeth. Cause, yeah. Because – in, in all reality, what is stopping the SEC from teaming up with the Big Ten and just starting their own thing nothing. away from the NCAA? Like, nothing. They're, they're, it's nothing. The, and the crazy thing about it, I'd like to know what you guys because I don't think we've ever had this conversation. What is the answer? Because I, I want all these guys to get paid, right? I get it. Um, but I do understand, and this isn't a reason not to pay people in college, but I do understand, like, so the is the football team getting considerably more than the swim team? Is that how this works? Is that fair or like how how does how are these people supposed to get paid? You know, like for for instance at Alabama, you know, the basketball players going to make the same amount of money as the football players when the football players are bringing in the money. The football is bringing in the money there. Are they going to get the same amount? And then what about the women's team? Are they going to get the same amount? Should they get the same amount because they don't bring in the same revenue? Like, how does that all, how would that all work for either one of you guys? Well, you can kind of look at the WNBA and the NBA as examples. 
the people, the women are playing in the WNBA aren't getting paid what the NBA players are doing because they're not generating the same amount of revenue. Now, there's a whole other issue with the WNBA and that they're not getting a bigger portion or an equal portion of the overall proceeds that are coming in for the WNBA like NBA players do. But having a, an issue with how it gets divided is a good problem to have. Like, I'd rather be having that discussion. Let's figure out how to make this work as opposed to thinking about it like, well, how do we do this? It's too hard. We'll just keep all the money. Now, if Alabama, in your example, this football, that football team is bringing in so much money that it's paying for everything else. The coaches are making $10 million. They've got a new building. They've got a new gym. They've got all of this stuff. So these players who are hoping to keep that money rolling in, they obviously need to get something. Now, the other players that are existing, they are they're and the teams that exist on that campus, they're likely bringing in something. But they can get a portion of that revenue, whatever is equitable. How do we divide this up so it makes sense? for who was bringing in the money into the school. Now, this is just my my idea of how it could be broken down, but NIL was really put out there. And I, I know there's some different people have different thoughts about Gavin Newsom as our governor, but when he signed that bill in 2019 to allow for NIL deals to happen in California, I interviewed him for NPR and he talked about that happening because he wanted that to be used to push the NCAA into making this decision and figuring out how to get these athletes paid because you don't want to create systems where schools and states have different methodologies they have different systems and then one school be is able to become dominant and be able to get to attract top players and other teams are left out other schools are left out but i i do feel like there's a way that we can figure this out but you have to want to do it and the ncaa right now is doing whatever they can to try to keep people Con, uh, focused on this idea that some of these players are making money. They've got huge Instagram followings or their TikTok following is huge. They can make money from band, brands that way. We don't have to focus on the fact that they're still not getting anything from us. Hmm. There's probably, and it, and it could be too simplistic too, is to work on percentages of like how much the swim team, as Kenny says, or the, or the gymnastics team, like what, 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 what amount of revenue do they bring in to the university? And then once all of that, okay, the football team gets seventy five percent to split amongst that group. The NBA, the 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 basketball team gets ten, and then you do five percent, two percent. I, I there's something along those lines, but I don't know what the right answer is uh, to that question. And what my greater concern is is Kenny and I were talking about a minute. The, the NCAA is useless. Literally, everybody knows. The NCAA is useless. And we know how the NCAA thinks. But what would the SEC teamed up with the Pac-12 and the ACC and, you know, all of these the, the, these conferences essentially forming their own union without the NCAA? We don't know how they think. Hmm. And that could that could switch gears a little bit. It could switch gears for the positive right. or the negative. Right, right. Um, right. But it's, it's and, impossible. And one last thing I want to leave everybody with that I don't know the answer to because I, I don't like the NCAA. But if Alabama football is is generating money for, for the whole athletic department, some of that is because you're in the NCAA and they're saying you're part of this organization. So the money you get, you got to kick it down to the university and make sure you know the SEC swim team is good and all this other stuff. If they left, What's keeping Alabama from saying we're not giving anybody anything? And if swim team, you mean if you can't, if you within can't, the university, yeah, if you can't well, be, survive, then so be it. Because isn't well, some of it that they survive because they're part of the NCAA and the SEC? 
Is that well, kind of how that works? No, I think it's more because of the SEC. I, I think if I and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think if if we're talking about like leaving the NCAA, it's the conference. Mm. It's not Alabama mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or 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 the football programs. Like it's the entire conference, meaning all of Alabama sports, all of LSU sports, right, right, all of our right, like right, right. they're all leaving. Right. Um, right. But but. Still, your point still stands is these are all things that that would have to be worked out, whether they stay in the NCAA or or leave out of it. Um, there's about 40 other things uh, Olivia wanted to talk games. about, but they're probably <laughs> going to have to wait till next week. Uh, <laughs> make sure you're following Olivia across all of her social media platforms. Make sure you're watching uh, the game last night uh, for all this great content from a girl, Olivia, and we'll come back. Uh, you won't see a picture of her boyfriend, though, because... Yeah. That's a relationship killer, but you can Tommy. see some great sports content. Uh, the game last night. Uh, make sure you're following Olivia. We'll come back. Maybe we'll finally get to those Kings moments that we've been talking about we've all got day next. Two weeks on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Can we, uh, I know I noticed something in the chat while we was talking to Olivia. Who we got? Who we got? NBA Young Cobe. This is birthday. And Manny. Oh man. The Come serial on, connection. Come on now. Those are my guys. Those are two of my guys. Day ones, man. Day ones. What they call them? At- P ones? Ain't that what they call them in the business? Call them what? P ones. P1s, yes, indeed. I don't even know what that stands for. That's that's what they call them. We call them day ones. Yeah, day ones. Uh, they are day ones. Yes, so indeed. happy birthday to uh, NBA Young Cove, who stays nice with the keyboard, uh, and our man Manny, the serial connection. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel like we see Manny as much as we Manny used to. Manny be in but, and out, man. I don't know where Manny be at, man. He be in and out. Uh, I know he's rocking with us, man. NBA Young Cove, I'll never forget. He said we, we stole Maxim Marcellus' gimmick. <laughs> oh, that was an all-timer. That was an all-timer. That was tremendous. Before we do whatever we were going to do, I'm I'm really I'm dying to hear this. Apparently, Kevin Durant had a moment uh talking about the Brooklyn Nets today at his introductory press conference. Kevin Nick Friedel, ESPN. Hi. Uh, how would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? How would you sum up your time in Brooklyn? <laughs> so to just set the, the scene for those, for, for those who can't uh, see it, Katie kind of looked at him funny through that whole thing. Didn't crack a smile at all. Uh, Nick Friedle getting booed. And, and, and mind you, this is different. It looks like it was open to the public at the arena, this press conference. That's yeah, why you're that's in all, it, that, all that noise. I think those are like fans. And it, and it appears that that is a gigantic portrait of Kevin Durant behind well, him. Well, I think it's, I think it's um, like one of those things that you put in front of the arena, like how they have in Doko, of all the kings or whatever. Got you. Got is. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see what Katie got here. <laughs> Just looking at him. Wow, Fredell is getting. It was uh, it was uh, it was a lot of ups and downs, but I love the grind. 
So, and everybody in Brooklyn love to grind too. So I built a family over there. Is they're gonna always be a part of my journey. Uh, so we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish as far as winning a championship, just like I told him, but I enjoy the grind. And everybody there, we tried our hardest every day, regardless of what was going on in the media, what was going on with our teammates. Everybody who's in that gym, we grinded. So I love those guys. I get emotional to talk about them because that was a special four years of my career coming off of Achilles and they helped me through a lot. So I don't have anything. Um, So, yeah, it was terrible how some stuff went down, but at the end of the day, I love to grind. And we all love to grind there in Brooklyn, and I wish them the best going forward. They got a bright future. KD right there. That was uh, good stuff. Was good I, stuff. I think that's one thing we forget in the midst. Oh, man, that's crazy. So much happened in that four-year time period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the James Harden stuff, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving and I always forget he was coming off that Achilles injury like mm-hmm. he literally did not play uh his first year. He was if my mat he was with Brooklyn like the bubble, right? So to mm-hmm. the covid stuff, right? Yep. yep. Man, that's a that's a that's a lot. Yeah. That, that's a lot in a really really short period. Yeah, man, I I, I look at uh I look at KD <laughs> going to going to, to Brooklyn, and I don't know. I, I I go back and forth with 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 what I think about KD and like where his his mind and heart is too. Because sometimes I don't think he really trip off none of this stuff that we talk about in the media. I don't think mm-hmm. like he'd be like, man, oh, you guys say whatever. I just want to hoop. But I do feel like he. He really wanted that whole, you know, I'm going to do this on my own. Like, I think he heard all that stuff about how he had to go to Golden State. And I think that's part of the reason why he left. He wanted to go get his own championship. And regardless of Kyrie coming there or not, I think that was Kevin Durant's team. That was his franchise. That was his opportunity to to go and, and stake his claim. Um as a guy that can, you know, like LeBron. LeBron left Miami and went to Cleveland and won. And I I do think that matters to him that it didn't work. Like I, I think that, that hits a little heavy. I think that might have been sure. what you a, a a little bit of what you saw with him getting emotional. That like, man, I didn't get it done there. And now who knows how they look at this situation. If you won a championship and all this other situation. All that other stuff about is it Chris Paul's team, Booker, whatever, all this other stuff. Who knows how that will play out? But yeah, it's Kevin Durant's team. Like <laughs> Kevin, or, or, or maybe maybe it could be Chris. Kevin Durant's the best player on that basketball team. Yeah, he is. He is. But he was the best. I thought he was the best player in Golden State. Absolutely was. And it absolutely was. Didn't matter. That was Steph's franchise. That was his no, team. That's true. So, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting stuff. Uh, where, where's where's it at? Uh, somebody in the chat. Kyle, Can I, Kyle, gonna clown him right now. I don't clown emotion. I just don't know what Willie Green was doing. Okay. Well, they were still was, going on. Will you stop it? They weren't. Will even, you stop? <laughs> they weren't even in the bonus yet. Stop. <laughs> they still had Shut fouls to get. Up. 
You're a what are we doing? Ass. You are, you need to put. I want when the Pelicans are here. I want you to go into that visiting uh, press conference and just apologize to Willie Green and walk out. I got love for Willie Green, man. I do. Oh, I do have a love for Willie Green. He was on those Sixers teams with Iverson, so I was very familiar with Willie Green. I thought Willie Green was going to be that nice combo guard to go with AI. Can I ask you a question? Him and Jermaine uh, Jones. <laughs> and Rodney Buford. Stop it. <laughs> Can I ask you a question about uh, Kevin Durant said right at the end of that clip, like, uh, I got love for those guys. I think they're in, you know, they're in good shape. They've got a bright future. Mm-hmm. So it, you, you obviously, to, to, to a degree, have the Ben Simmons thing to, to deal with at some point, but Kyrie's gone, Harden's gone. KD is gone. Um, Mikael Bridges had an extraordinary night last night. Mm. Um, <laughs> can you make the argument that this team is right back where they were before Kyrie and Kevin Durant got there? Mm. Remember, they were young, kind of scrappy. Like, you could see it. Like, they were headed in the right direction. Yeah. And I've... I know I'm, I'm I'm a broken record with this. I'll say it one more time and leave it alone. I thought signing Kevin Durant and Kyrie was brilliant, and I thought if you left everything right there, you were in great shape for the future. Mm. I thought they blew up everything by trying to go get James Harden. Mm. But is there an argument to be made that they just kind of got right back to where they were before Kevin Durant and Kyrie got there? Because they're certainly – they're not Houston – no, they're definitely not San Antonio. I don't even think they're Orlando. Like they've got real talent to build around right now. They they're a little below Orlando, and I'll tell you why. Oh, I'll tell you why. Really? They don't have a franchise player. And when when they when they before they got KD and Kyrie, actually this guy was here while they had it. That, to your point, should have never made the Harden trade. I guess. I would have made the trade, be honest with you. But I wouldn't have. They shouldn't have made it. But when those two came, they still had D'Angelo, who was an all-star, coming off an all-star season. Yeah. And Jared Allen was a yeah. hell of a prospect. He ended up being um, an all-star. Karis like, LeVert was there. Karis LeVert w- w- was a baller as well. I love – Michael showed up and showed out. I think that was his first game with Brooklyn uh, last night, right, with, with 45. He, he balled out. I don't think he's that type of franchise player. I like Cam Johnson a lot. I don't think he's that type of franchise player. Ben Simmons was probably somebody that you would think could be a franchise player. I don't think he's that anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I see where you're going. I just think they're a little little lower. And I think, well, they're, I think they're a little behind Orlando. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to push back on that on in, in a second. But I, they didn't have that player in 2019 either. You could say D'Angelo was an all-star. D'Angelo has been on like four teams since then. Like, it, maybe that's a slight stretch. Maybe I think three. He's been on <laughs> okay. the, 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 well, just two. The Warriors and the Timberwolves. Well, now the Lakers, three. Okay. Um, they had Dinwiddie, too. Stephen Brown brings him up. Dinwiddie, is it, too. He's back now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Good call on Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, is it? out of pocket to say I think you okay I don't think Mikel Bridges is Paolo Bancaro mm-hmm. state that first but is it out of pocket to say oh, you might be able to build around Mikel Bridges 
Like he might I wouldn't be say able it's to out be of a pocket. I would disagree with you, but I wouldn't say it's out of pocket. I think he's going to get an opportunity. Like, okay, let's 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 start here. 